Good morning, gorgeous. How are you ladies doing this morning? I hope you're all doing wonderful. For those of you who are new to my channel, welcome. I'm Dr. Michelle Dove. And for those of you who are returning, welcome back. Thank you for being here today for another video in Session Feminine Rehab. We're continuing our series, Beauty and Boundaries. And today we're discussing boundaries with yourself. We've had lots of other videos talking about how you, as a feminine woman, can have boundaries with other people, like your friends, your parents, in dating. And today we're going to talk about one of the most important part of boundaries. It's keeping yourself accountable by having limitations on what you do and do not do. So I'm super excited to talk about this. I want you to go ahead and sit back, relax, get something to drink, get something to write with, and let's talk about this. So the idea of having boundaries with yourself as a feminine woman is the idea of thinking about your self-imposed limitations. These are things that you are telling yourself that you're going to do and things that you're choosing not to do. No one is forcing you to do any of these things, but these are going to be the things that help to make you the person that you are. So I want you to think about this. Do you take yourself seriously as a person? If you tell yourself you're not going to do something, can you follow your own rules? An essential part of being a mature woman is having limits to the choices that you make. Your life is free for you to do whatever it is that you want to do. But at certain points in time, you do have to step back and think, is what I'm doing serving me? Now, so many of us women have never had any healthy adults or role models to sort of teach us how to have boundaries with ourselves. Depending on what kind of home you grew up in, this is one of those things that your parents should have molded you to be able to stand on your own as an adult to do. However, if you had parents who struggled with setting boundaries for you, maybe they had no restrictions and let you do whatever you wanted as a child, or perhaps you had parents that were too strict and had so many limitations on you that you weren't able to do anything that you wanted to do. Maybe your parents suffered from addictions or were workaholics and were never really around to help you. Maybe you had parents who saw you only on the weekends and wanted to do things to sort of please you, like give you excessive sugar and junk food and allow you to just be free so that they could feel that they were that special parent to you. And some of us lack boundaries because we ourselves have things that we struggle with. Perhaps we have a mental health disorder that stops us from being able to set limitations on ourselves. Maybe we just have a lack of maturity. Some of us struggle with things like ADHD and things that kind of affect our impulse control. So we struggle to maintain a sense of boundaries. And then there's those of us who don't have boundaries because we just feel it's too limiting. We want to live a life where we can do whatever we want and we feel that having boundaries on our lives restricts us from living a full life. However, in America, we have this culture of overindulgence. A lot of us feel like we can just do whatever we want with no consequences. And when the consequences come, at that point, it's too late and we feel so self-defeated. So the goal is to get in front of that and to think about your life in all aspects and think about whether or not you have enough boundaries to really be a successful woman. This culture of self-love has 
sort of infringed on our boundaries, this YOLO culture where we feel like we have to give ourselves things in order to please ourselves, in order to truly be happy. And the more we do it, the more that we indulge, the happier that we are as a person. And that's the furthest from the truth when you go overboard. And this mentality can make it very easy to go overboard. And there is something as going overboard that is a real thing. You can YOLO to the point where you are in trouble or you are sick or you are broke. And we're trying to make sure that that doesn't happen with you. So when you think about boundaries, the first thing I want you to consider are what are your values? What are things that you as a woman say that you value in your life and you prioritize in your life? What is important to you? So I'm going to give you some examples of boundaries with yourself that you can sort of think about. And there are different categories in your life that, you know, boundaries are needed in. So perhaps maybe with your finances, you're fine, but with your leisure, you're not so good. So it's not an issue. So I don't want you to be down on yourself or hard on yourself. I just want you to self-reflect. So in the area of leisure, some boundaries that you can consider are what kind of movies and TV shows you watch. Do they serve you? Do you sit there for hours and hours at a time binge watching Netflix or different shows or movies? Do you have boundaries over the kinds of movies and shows that you watch? Do you watch shows that are very violent or sexually explicit or have a lot of negativity or goriness to it? Do you set boundaries on what you allow your mind to consume? How much time are you spending on social media? Do you spend hours scrolling and looking at other people's lives or hours on your own post trying to make it perfect? Are you scrolling when you should be doing something else? Are you scrolling when you're out with your friends and having lunch? Are you constantly on your phone? One of the most difficult things about social media is it does consume us. And we have a culture of not setting enough boundaries on that. So it infringes upon our friendships and our time that we should be spending on so many other things. For example, driving. Do you have boundaries on using your phone while you're driving? Do you say, I will not touch my phone until I get to my destination? Is it the first thing you look at when you wake up in the morning? Do you have any boundaries around your morning routine as to what you allow yourself to consume? Other boundaries with leisure include having a television, maybe in your bedroom. Okay, maybe you say, I don't want to have TVs in my room because it takes up time with my spouse or with my children, and I want to be able to be free from that. Oversleeping, okay, that's a big boundary as an adult that some of us have because maybe as a child, we weren't allowed to sleep that long. I know I had very structured rules around sleeping as I grew up, and when I got to college, I was so happy to be able to sleep as much as I could that I would sleep for hours and hours and miss classes and events just to be able to feel like I had the luxury of sleeping. So these are things, again, I want you to think about. Do you oversleep? Do you have any structure around how much time you sleep? There are boundaries that have to do with our money. How much money do you spend shopping, online shopping? How much are you spending on coffee every day? How much coffee are you drinking every day? Is one cup enough or do you have to have three or four cups? Do you have limitations around how much caffeine you consume? Do you have a savings account? Okay, is that something that's important to you? Do you value having money in your bank account? And we also have boundaries and leisure in terms of the workplace. Okay, when you go to work, do you have boundaries there in terms of what you decide to talk about with your coworkers? Do you say, okay, at work, I don't want to talk about, do you say, okay, at work, I do not want to discuss my personal life. I don't want to discuss who I'm dating. I don't want to discuss other people. I have boundaries around my social life at work. 
Do you check your emails constantly when you go home? Are you on your phone at night responding to things that have to do with the next morning at work? Or do you spend time with your family or time with yourself? There are also boundaries that impact our social life very greatly in terms of your children, making sure that you are with them and present. Do you struggle when you have a phone call and maybe you're helping your daughter with her homework and you rather chat on the phone with this person and catch up on gossip or whatever it is versus helping your daughter with homework in that moment? This goes back to your personal values. Do you value that family time with your daughter more than chit-chatting with your friends? Are you able to control yourself on social media in terms of your social life? For example, maybe stalking. I shouldn't use the word stalking, but sometimes it really is stalking. Maybe checking up on what your ex-boyfriend's doing or what a friend is doing that you don't talk to anymore and spending time on their phone, spending time on their page, maybe creating a false page so that you can check up on them. Do so you have boundaries to say, if I broke up with someone, I'm not going to continue texting them and calling them. If someone's told me to leave them alone or let's go our separate ways, I'm not going to create a fake page and look at what they're doing. I have boundaries around what I'm doing as a person. The same concept comes up in terms of pornography. A lot of you ladies have told me this is an area that you struggle with greatly. You're not able to stop yourself from watching porn and it gets to the point where you are truly trapped and you feel like a slave to this lifestyle. So do you have boundaries around what you allow yourself to do in terms of personal gratification or personal pleasure? Are you able to stop yourself and say, okay, I'm not going to do this, even if it feels good, or even if I'm so used to it, or if it's a habit, I'm choosing to stop. So I know all these things are just examples and there's so many more and you can leave me a comment and tell me if you struggle in any of these areas or if there are other areas that you struggle in in terms of personal boundaries. But as you can see, these are very everyday things and we a lot of times don't take enough time to think about what we're really doing with our time. And we don't think about whether or not we take ourselves seriously enough to make a change. So you're thinking, okay, that's great, but how do I do this? How do I stop doing these things that have become habits or doing these things that are taking away from my life? Well, with anything, the first thing I would want you to do is to reflect. Take some time when you have some time in the morning or in the evening and sit there with a journal or with your phone and write down areas in your life that you know stand out to you as areas for change. We all have areas that we know we struggle in. And a lot of these things we've been dealing with for years and we say, okay, we're not going to do this anymore. We tell ourselves that. And a lot of times we struggle to maintain that. We struggle to overcome it, but we know that we want to change. So write it down and make it real. Make it plain, make it simple and come up with a list of things. And then I want you to think about what the priority is in your life. What kind of life do you want to have? Think about what kind of woman you are. Are you a woman who is a go-getter? Are you a woman who is a family woman? You enjoy being a mother or a daughter or a sister? Are you a woman who values her time to herself? What are some things that you value? And start looking at whether or not your life reflects the woman that you want to be. And with everything, starting off with prayer, praying and asking the Lord to help you to show you the areas in your life that you're struggling with in terms of boundaries and asking for help. 
This is one of those things that I struggled with greatly. Every year, whether it was New Year's or it was my birthday, I would sit down and come up with a long list of things that I wasn't going to do. And I would tape it onto the side of my bed and I would look at it every morning and I still struggled. It was like the most defeating thing because I really wanted to change, but for some reason I just couldn't. My own will wasn't enough. But it did help to be able to have a visual reminder every day, like no gossiping at work. And I would see it before I went to work. And sometimes I would think about it. Sometimes I wouldn't. But what helped me the most was prayer and asking God to help me and fasting, taking that issue and taking some time to deprive myself of pleasures and spending time with the Lord and asking Him for assistance in this area and showing me how to overcome it or giving me the strength to be able to overcome it, giving me resources like books or people to help give me strategies to be able to overcome it, and setting up some structure in your life. Having structure is going to change everything. If you struggle with, let's say, checking your phone every morning and looking at social media, then come up with a morning routine and stick to it. Have an accountability partner or someone who can check up on you and ask, oh, so how's your morning routine going? Even just that one question can just bring you back to knowing that this is a goal that you set for yourself. So if you have a structured routine where you wake up, you have a cup of coffee, you journal, you pray, you do a face mask, you're limiting yourself and saying, okay, I'm not going to check social media, but I'm going to do all these other things that help me. So even though you're limiting yourself in one area, you're actually helping yourself in every other area. Because ultimately, when you don't have boundaries, you're stealing from your life. And with everything, this takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. Not to say it can't happen overnight, because it can, but it doesn't normally happen overnight. It takes time and it takes dedication. And for some of you who are more visual, you can even have like a calendar or some sort of visual reminder that you're doing something different. And you can mark off how many days you've been able to stay away from texting your ex. And you see it every day, marking off on your calendar. It's been 20 days since I text him. After a while, you won't need it anymore. You won't be doing it anymore. You've created that habit and you've changed your brain in a sense that you're no longer seeking that. If you're not able to have boundaries with yourself, then you will struggle in having boundaries with other people. If you don't take yourself seriously enough to say that when you say something to yourself, you mean it, then it'll be very hard for you to say something to someone else and mean it. A lot of times you allow things that you said you wouldn't allow if you can't do it with yourself. So this is the most important area of development is setting limitations that will truly help you. They're not harming you. They will help you and they will protect you from getting yourself into areas that you may have a hard time getting out of. I really want you to focus on this, to think about it, to pray about it. Remember, there's nothing that you cannot overcome. Your life can change drastically in one day from one decision, but it's so important for you to seek God and get that spiritual help that can overcome any strongholds, anything that's getting in the way that you can't see here in the visible world, but it's truly impacting you. Another area of boundaries that we struggle with greatly is our boundaries with our thoughts. This is the most important area of boundaries because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. 
What you think dictates who you are and how your life turns out. Your thoughts will turn into actions and those actions will shape your life. So having boundaries in terms of your thought life is important. And what I mean by that is what you allow your mind to think about. As you go throughout your day, so many things happen and in so many circumstances, you can let your mind wander. And a lot of us allow our minds to wander into places that get us into trouble or get us stuck. And so, for example, if you're out and let's say you are walking on the street and someone tells you that you look nice and you say thank you, and maybe that person asks you for your number, but you're in a relationship and you know that you are not supposed to be giving your number out to this person, you may say, okay, well, I'm in a relationship, sorry, and move on. But after you walk away, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about how you wish that you weren't or you wish that you could talk to this person or you wish you would have given them your number? Do you start fantasizing about what it would have been like to maybe go out with this person and let your mind just sort of kind of take control? Those thoughts are what lead to maybe the next time this happens, you giving your number out or thinking about these kinds of things when you're with your spouse and not being able to bring yourself back and say, it was nice that this person gave me a compliment. This person made me feel nice by giving me this, this sort of pleasurable moment, but that's all it was. And I'm committed to my partner. I'm not going to cheat on them. We struggle with things like infidelity because of our boundaries with our thoughts. Everything starts off with a thought first. And those thoughts then lead to whatever actions we take. If you're upset with someone, let's say, God forbid, you get into a minor car accident. A lot of times when things like that happen, whether it's something as small as a minor car accident or something bigger, like a trauma, our minds do tend to take over. And throughout the entire day or the entire week, all you can think about was how you wish you wouldn't have made a left turn, how you wish the person wouldn't have gotten out of their car, how you wish you wouldn't have went there that day. And you just think about it over and over and over and over, and you can't get out of that thought cycle. Or maybe you get upset and you think, I wish that I could slash this person's tires, or I wish that I could beat this person up. Or, you know, sometimes it even gets to the point where people want people dead because of the fact that we're not able to stop our thoughts. We're not able to have boundaries and say, you know what? I shouldn't be thinking like that. You know what? That's not okay. I shouldn't have thought that. We always think about what we say, right? And say, oh, we shouldn't have said that, or we shouldn't have done that. But everything starts with a thought. It really comes down to you shouldn't have thought that. And if you do think things, because we all are human, we all think things we shouldn't think. And especially when we're upset or we're scared or we just need to get out of a situation, but bringing yourself back and having that control, that limitation over what you decide you're going to think about. For so many of you who are trying to be beautiful, feminine women who are changing your lifestyles, how you think is going to change everything. If you're self-defeating and you think that you cannot change, you cannot start to take better care of yourself, dress differently, have good manners, speak differently, maybe something like fixing your teeth or learning how to take better care of your skin or things that you think are just so out of your control, you may start thinking, this will never happen for me. I'll never have a date. I'll never get married. I'll never be able to have children. These thoughts stop the great things from happening in your life. 
and they truly do impact your motivation. And so having a positive thought life, a healthy thought life includes having boundaries on when you're starting to think things that are defeating and stopping yourself in the middle of your thoughts and changing your thinking. This helps a lot for those of you who are struggling with relationships, who've had a bad breakup. You think about it, right? You think about how you wish the relationship would have been different, what happened in the relationship, all these different things that come up. Being able to get over that person includes stopping those thoughts in their tracks. As soon as you think about that person, you immediately think about something else, immediately, You don't even let it stay for more than a second. And eventually you will stop thinking about them. You will rewire your brain and change the way your neural pathways work and think about something else. And that will then become your thought cycle. And sooner or later, you won't think about the person anymore or you won't think about them in that way. There won't be an emotional attachment to that thought. In terms of having boundaries with yourself and ensuring that you're able to stick to them, it's really nice if there's something that you're working on that you know you're struggling with, sharing it with someone, someone that you trust, someone that's not going to judge you or who's not going to empower you, okay? Because sometimes you'll tell someone something and you'll say, you know, I really want to work on this and they'll say, there's something wrong with that. And Even if there's nothing wrong with that, you know that it's something you want to change for your life. If they don't accept it or they think that it's perfectly fine, that's their opinion. But we all have different lives. And a lot of us are unable to reach our goals as people because we are validated by the people who are close to us, who a lot of times have the same issues that we have. And that's why we're attracted to them in the first place. So telling someone who truly will allow you to take responsibility and accountability for whatever it is, and letting them know what you want to do to change that. Not only is it helpful when they ask you how it's going, but it's helpful because they can then pray for you. They can help find resources to help you. They can share certain things that maybe they've heard from other people that's helped. And it just helps to get it off of your chest. If this person is, say, your spouse, It's really important for you to be grateful that they're willing to help, but also not get angry with them. Because a lot of times when we are working on something, we may backslide, you know, we may have times where we struggle. And if you have someone who's serious about helping you because you asked for the help, especially with men, because when you tell a man something, they're usually going to want you to be successful. So they're going to definitely bring it up and try to encourage you to stay on whatever you said you're going to do. So if you slip and they remind you not getting angry with them and giving them thanks, you know, letting them know, thank you for that. You know, I'm struggling with this, but thank you for remembering. Thank you for helping me. And sometimes when it comes to boundaries, it could be something that you and your partner maybe do together. So maybe you go out on Friday nights for drinks and this is something that's part of your relationship, but your drinking has now gotten a little bit out of control. You don't have the same willpower he has. So he's able to have a drink or two on a Friday night and let that be that. But you, on the other hand, maybe start becoming a little bit more dependent. And so now you're drinking at home on Saturday and on Tuesday and on Thursday. And he's noticing, okay, hmm, seems like you're kind of overdoing it in this area. And he brings it up. It's important not to become angry with your spouse when they bring up any issue that they notice you're struggling in and to take it as, you know, they care, 
they notice and they don't want me to go down in the wrong direction. And praying about it and asking for help, being humble and letting them know that, yes, this is an area that you struggle with. Yes, I do struggle with overspending and I know it's impacting our family and I really want to change with this. It's really hard for me. Being transparent, okay? And that's a big part of femininity is allowing yourself to be open and transparent. Allow yourself to be honest and tell them what they probably wouldn't expect you to say, which is, I need help. I struggle with this. And usually men are so good about that and they want to help you. They're not necessarily trying to ridicule you or trying to hurt your feelings. They're just sort of being matter of fact as as to what's happening. But when you're open in that way, it helps them to be able to kind of be more loving about helping you out with that situation. Having boundaries can be very difficult. Again, if you came from a household where you had to impose those own boundaries on yourself because maybe your parents were a bit out of control, you maybe don't have those models. Finding role models or finding people who you notice are more structured or a little bit more intentional or diligent about their work can be very inspiring. And having those people in your life, whether it's someone on social media that you can look to, whether it's an author of a book or someone in tech or anyone that you notice is very diligent about the way that they live their lives, modeling after them is so helpful. I know that for those of us who struggle with parents who are too strict often struggle the most with setting boundaries. So maybe you had parents who wouldn't allow you to go over to your friend's house, or maybe as an adult, your parents still won't allow you to go date or go to a man's house. So because of that, you're more open. Because of that, you will go to a guy's house and you don't know him and you'll go there for a date instead of maybe going to a public place or a restaurant or something more casual. You're spending time at people's houses all day because you were never allowed to go to a guy's house or you were never allowed to go to anyone's house. And so you overindulge in that and that ends up getting you into trouble, right? Or you're so pressed about getting out of the house because it was so strict and constricting that you put yourself in situations that are harmful to you just to be out of the house. And then you end up hanging out in the wrong places with the wrong people because you don't want to be at home. These are things I really want you to think about because they do impact your life and they can greatly change your life if you don't have boundaries on what you do with yourself. Just remember that with everything, it takes time, it takes prayer, it takes practice, but you will get there as long as you give it to God first. As long as you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all of these things will be added on to you. If you choose to be born again by putting Christ as the savior of your life, as putting Christ as the one who guides your life, Having the Holy Spirit, having that internal help within you to guide you, to strengthen you, to stop you, even though he's not going to literally stop you, but he can definitely prompt you and sort of tap you on that shoulder and say, "Mm, I don't know about that. And a strong voice to help you listen. You can overcome any problem you have in your life. You can change anything that you're struggling with, but you do need help. These things do not come easily by themselves. 
It is very difficult to change any habit on your own. And you may need to go to therapy. You may need to talk to a professional that can help give you strategies on how to balance your life, how to listen to yourself, how to change your thinking, how to maybe think about some of those things that did happen to you as a child and overcome some of those patterns and thought cycles. That's a positive thing. It's a wonderful thing. And if you can, having a therapist that's spirit-filled, having a therapist that has God inside of them will give you the best strategies for your life and will help you to be able to work on a spiritual level as well as a practical level to overcome anything that you're struggling with in your life. I thank each and every one of you ladies for listening to this podcast. I thank you for being vulnerable enough to be able to think about yourself and the things that you're struggling with and have the courage to be able to face the areas in your life that you need change in. Just know that you're not the only one. And I would encourage you to visit my YouTube channel, Dr. Michelle Daff, and read some of the comments under this particular title and look at what other women are dealing with, what they've overcome, how they're managing things in their lives and be encouraged. I love each and every one of you and I thank you for all of your support. Make sure to visit my fragrance line, findforever.com and purchase my fragrance 2911 to support me and all the things that I'm doing in my ministry. And visit my Instagram page at A Feminine Impression and my personal page at Dr. Michelle Daff. Remember, my love, that in all things you do, make a feminine impression. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Bye-bye.